Well, it took all four quarters, but the Sixers get back in the win column. The squad goes out there and takes down the Orlando Magic. However, I think there's one thing from tonight that sends a bigger picture to this Sixers team. Let's break it all down. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Philly Take with RB. You know what to do. Hit the like button, subscribe to the show right now, ring the bell so you don't miss any of the upcoming content. We're back with a post-game videos. The Sixers take down the Orlando Magic in Orlando, 107-99. They play this team again on Sunday evening, but the first one belongs to the Philadelphia 76ers. You may be asking why I didn't do the game stream tonight. Essentially, I am under the weather right now, and let's be honest, we're in the dog days of the NBA, so I'm not going to push myself through while I'm sick. I figured I'd just come on here after I watch the game, give a little recap, give my thoughts, but most importantly, I have a couple main highlights that I think are more important than this game individually. Anyway, shout out to the Sixers for going in, getting it done. We were disappointed a few days ago when they fell to the Charlotte Hornets. They needed to get back on track, and yeah, it was tough. You know, this was kind of a weird matchup against this Orlando Magic team. Everybody in that starting lineup was above six foot eight. And you know, they had the two centers, Mo Bamba, Bol Bol, who's like seven foot three, can put the ball on the floor, do anything. But I was happy. The uh, Sixers came out early in this game and I was like, uh-oh, here we go again. You know, they look like they're hung over from Thanksgiving dinner and they're just not really moving around, not doing much. The Magic were horsing us on the glass. Bamba and uh, Bol Bol and all these guys, man, were just going up. And uh, really just muscling through the Sixers, just outworking us. And, you know, I'm starting to think like this is the product that we should expect to see until our starting lineup comes back. You know, it's just it's going to be a scrap. It's going to be a scrap every single game for the next couple of weeks. The most important thing is that we got out of there with the win. Um, but, yeah, the, the Sixers were kind of just lazy a little bit. They looked tired, lethargic again. However, going into the third quarter, The uh, Sixers started to step it up. They started to play better, and they really took a hold of this game. And and really what it came down to was the Sixers started to make shots, and the Orlando Magic were not hitting a single thing. When we look at the box score, um, you know, the Sixers outscored the Magic by 10 in the third quarter. They put up a 30 spot. Guys were hitting shots. The Magic, they came out right. They're young, athletic, a lot of you know, new first round picks and and they had what, three, four days rest before this game. The Sixers have played five games in the last eight days. So of course the Sixers were much more tired to come out and and it was hard to keep up with these guys. Um, But really the game ball tonight goes to Shake Milton and it also goes to George Niang, in my opinion. Tobias played well. Uh, Melton did okay at points in this game, but really the game was won because of the aggressiveness with Shake Milton Uh, leading this offense. I thought Tobias had a lot of those quiet points that he usually has. He wasn't really efficient, you know, 23 points on 21 shots. But Shake Milton, man, 24 points tonight, nine rebounds, 10 assists. He was one rebound away from his first career triple-double. In fact, he had his first career double-double tonight. Shout out to Shake Milton for uh, getting it done. But I do want to start with George Niang. Uh, He had a fantastic game. He was hitting a lot of big threes in the fourth quarter. Really one of the reasons we were able to keep that lead and extend it. Uh, A lot of people were talking down on George Niang earlier in this year, but the last couple weeks he has been fantastic. We need this bench to step up. We need them to continue to push through. And in that third quarter, that fourth quarter, 
We're looking for Shake Milton to get some of those bread and butter buckets, right? Right in that little mid-range area, driving off the pick and roll. We're looking for Tobias to throw down a couple dunks, which he actually did in this game. Later on, he did get stuffed at the rim and did get blocked by Bol Bol. By the way, one possession where Bol Bol, it's just sticking in my mind, where Bol Bol literally gets knocked down to the floor. He runs the length of the court in about two to three steps and blocks Tobias in the corner. Not to point out Tobias, but Bol Bol is a crazy specimen, man. I mean, he's having a pretty good year, and he played well tonight. And uh, it's just kind of hard to guard him, especially when you have Montrez and, and guys like that out there. It's just tough. It's just tough. But uh, the Sixers stayed the course, and uh, George Niang was a big part of that. And as Austin Krell says here, think you can make the case Niang has been one of the five to six most valuable bench players in the league this year. He is making 44% of his threes, 75% of his shots are three-pointers this season, and his uh, salary this year is $3.4 million. For context, Duncan Robinson is making $18 million. Once again, George Niang, 18 points a night, five for seven from deep. He is doing exactly what this team needs off the bench. This is what I talked about a week ago. Guys have roles off the bench. You, you can't expect Niang to come out here and do everything. You can't get aggravated when he's in a little bit of a slump just because he's a little bit slower and unathletic. What he has done, and we saw a glimpse of this last year, you know, and especially carrying on to this year. And the biggest thing for me is in some of the big games, right? Against Milwaukee, against the Nets, he is stepping up big time. He's finding his groove. And I love the fact that he's confident. I love the fact that he's willing to pull the trigger at any point in the game. He is not fearful. One of the main things that we've had a trouble with on this bench is the guys just don't look confident. They don't look like they want it. And it's always a lot of passing the ball up and you take the chance. You take the shot. No, George Niang, you give him the ball anywhere on the floor, he's going to try to make something happen. Those are the kind of players I like on my team. They try to make things happen. And, um, you know, obviously he's a great trash talker as well. Uh, later on in the game, in that fourth quarter, George Niang, after Bol Bol misses the free throws, he's saying, give the people chicken nuggets. I love it, man. He's an ultimate troll. He talks trash. He brings the energy. That's what you need, especially in boring games like this one. And... Uh, he was able to get it done, and this is George Niang's fifth game this season per Sixer stats with at least four three-pointers off the bench. He now has 46 threes as a reserve this year. He leads the East in both of those categories and only trails Malik Beasley in the entire league. Statistically, he has been one of the most efficient bench players this entire season, and he continues to be a dog, and especially with the value that you have him for in terms of the contract, this is one of the most consistent players on the team right now. And I love what he's doing. He doesn't try to do too much. Sometimes he gets in his little groove and tries to put it on the floor and, you know, thread through a defender. But overall, spot up, bang, bang, George Niang, get the job done. He's been great, and I love the energy. Now, other than that, like I said, Tobias Harris did his job. You know, he got the points when he needed to. And P.J. Tucker is still mightily struggling. Hopefully he can get back on track. I thought Trez had a couple nice buckets late. Montrez Harrell had a, a rim hang in the fourth quarter right near the end of the game. It was one of the best rim hangs I've ever seen. He almost did an entire flip. He hung one-handed. He's got to chill with that sometimes. He goes way too hard, uh, but I love it, man. A simple dunk. He walks into the crowd. Next possession gets fouled. He's talking trash to the front row. This is the type of energy I love, right? These guys are made for the city. Niang, Trez. Like, they're just coming and bringing the energy 24-7. I love to see it. Uh, like I said, Melton didn't play too effectively. I mean, he did okay on the defensive end. 
Uh, Daniel House was pretty bad tonight. Reed wasn't really consistent. He got fouled out near the end. Cork Miles was a little bit all over the place. But Shake Milton was the man. And that takes us to the main thing I took away from this game and moving forward. Like I said, Shake Milton, first career double-double, almost had a triple-double. But here's the bigger picture from tonight, folks. Shake Milton needs more minutes. Shake, I apologize. I apologize because obviously for years you've been up and down, you've been in, you've been out. Here's the thing. Doc Rivers needs to take a lesson from tonight. Give these guys consistent minutes. Play them more minutes. Let them get into a rhythm. I've been hinting at this for the last couple of weeks. When I look at guys like Thibel, who didn't play the first five games of the year, then he plays three games, then he doesn't play. Same thing with Reed. He's been in, he's been out. Trez, in and out. All these guys. Shake Milton right now looks like that Shake Milton against the Clippers years ago. Shake Milton is aggressive. He's taking a rock. He's attacking defenders. He's making the right plays. He's diming up his teammates. I mean, this is the most efficient Shake Milton I've ever seen. And the biggest thing here is that we need to keep it like this so when the starters come back, we can finally get what we've been asking for. That is an efficient, effective guard off the bench. That way you don't have to stagger Maxie and Harden the entire game. We've been asking for a backup guard. We have one right now. We have one right here on this team. He has been constrained off the bench. This is the problem we've had with guys like Isaiah Joe, Charles Bassey, who are now gone. You got to give them the chance to play and get their feet wet. You give them extended minutes. This isn't just a one-game, two-game thing. Shake Milton has been dominating now for five to six games. He's done it against good teams and good defenders, and he's just feeling himself right now. What an effective game out of Shake Milton. Um, we need this big time, especially when the starters come back. Shake Milton, seven for 13, four for seven from deep, six for six, getting to the line, 10 assists, nine rebounds. I mean, he's just he's been great. He's been great, and and really... Doc is letting him run the offense. You know, it's not just the Shake Milton spotting up in the corner. No, Shake Milton is taking a rock. He's attacking these defenders, and it just looks so smooth. You know, that's always been my biggest gripe with Shake Milton. He needs to be consistent, and he needs to want it. Sometimes I just see him lollygagging around. These last five games, if we can get this attitude and this version of Shake Milton putting these shots up, I mean, this is what we always wanted. This is what we always wanted, and... Like I said, individually, this game really doesn't matter that much. Months down the road, nobody's going to worry about this game. But I'll tell you what, if we can get this Shake Milton for the next two weeks, three weeks, and then we get the starters back and he's playing like this off the bench, all I'm saying is you can't have him going back to playing five to eight minutes off the bench. No, no, you had him hidden all year. He has arrived. He is ready to go. And, and I apologize. We all should, because honestly, I'm starting to think it's just an opportunity thing. And maybe it's like that with these other players, and we've seen examples of it already. Give Shake Milton the keys off the bench. He can do this. I see it. I see it. I know it's against a bad team tonight, but look at the last six games. All right, I think he's averaging above 20 points a game. He's been going off. He's not going to be a starter. He's not going to get starters minutes. But if he can optimize himself in the minutes that he gets off the bench when the starters return, this team will take a whole other step up. We need this guard play. We need it. Anyway, those are just my thoughts. Give me all yours down below in the comments section. Sixers get the W over the magic. We see this squad once again in Orlando on Sunday night. Let's go and get another big W. Hit that like button, comment, subscribe. And with that being said, I appreciate y'all and I'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.